Thursday, May 16th, Fly Perspective Podcast. We're going to rock out like this. Amy, one of my favorite joints. You can feel the soul in the song. This song makes my head want to explode. Amy Winehouse. Perspective Podcast, it's your boy DJ SoFly. Uh, another beautiful day to give thanks, another beautiful day to, um, man, just go hard at what you got to go hard at, you feel what I'm saying, and uh, get some goals accomplished, plan some things, do some things, maybe uh, cut some friendships, mend some relationships, uh, whatever you got to do, man, just keep moving forward. Uh, that was Amy Winehouse, Back to Black. And I was looking at a documentary the other day about her, and I was uh, just kind of went through a rabbit hole about her the uh, other day. And um, it's weird how we have these musical legends that can impact people's lives with their music, and then they'll be gone like too soon. You know, hence Jimi Hendrix, uh, Amy Winehouse, you know, XXXTentacion, Tupac, Biggie. You know, a lot of these people had, you know, influential um impacts with their music and they're just gone too young like amy winehouse was 28 i believe when she passed and it's just crazy to see like the the rabbit hole of her lifestyle of what she went through you know from being uh like suicidal and uh you know dealing with alcohol dealing with every drug you can name and then you know uh, she goes to rehab you know remember she had a song called rehab that was the one she blew up off on and she ends up going to rehab and it didn't work for her she got out of rehab and music wasn't exciting to her anymore. Nothing was exciting to her anymore. She didn't feel creative because she was sober. And it's crazy to um, like realize the impact of like being under the influence sometime when it comes to being creative as far as like musicians goes. Um, I'll even say with me, man, I, when I first started the podcast, I would love to like come on here and be lit, you know what I mean, drinking wise, which is nothing wrong with that. But, you know, to a certain extent, you know, just don't go overboard. But back to her, it was just crazy to see, like, after she got cleaned up, she has a fan base. She's planning a comeback tour. She's performing in front of 200,000 people, you know, and stuff like that to see her come back after she gets out of rehab. And they bore her off the stage because she was whack. And then so she ends up, starts to drink again. And um, it's crazy to see that she ended up dying from alcohol poisoning. Like, the night she died... 
she downed, I believe they said, two bottles of wine by herself and then a bottle of vodka um, at her house. And then she died in her in her crib, man. And it's just, it's wild, bro. It's really wild. And, and just to think that she was so young and just to think about the people that's around you, you know, like... Wasn't nobody around her that could get a grasp on her to, like, make sure she stayed in the right path and, you know, on the right track. I mean, even the videos of her on YouTube where she's getting booed and she's clearly high or, or drunk out of her mind and they're, they're booing her. It's like y'all was taking this woman on tour knowing that she was fucked up, you know. It's sad. I mean, just like, you know, think about Whitney Houston. Um, you know, she she went too young, too. You know what I'm saying? She had a great career. Um, but at the same time she was older, but it was just like, what, it wasn't nothing nobody could do. You know, once you go down that rabbit hole, you go down that rabbit hole, man. And once you become an addict, you become an addict. Um, I remember talking to you guys about a, a neighborhood friend, um, who was, um, you know, alcoholic as well as on cocaine and crack and all that. And it's like, he went to rehab and I haven't heard from him. Um, well, I heard from him when he got out of rehab, he went, uh, and, and, I haven't heard from him since, you know, I hit his number. I don't get a response. I hope he's doing good, but it's crazy that the, um, you know, to see the actual numbers of the success of rehab and, and, and if it actually works for people um, and just realizing that people have addictive personalities to things um, and just the grasp too, like when you get a hold of something, you know, that just like, turns you into I just need this I need this all the time and you're addicted to it even though you know it can kill you like you look at I don't know if you guys watch that drugs ink show that it might be on Netflix or on TV or any of them drug documentaries and you got people on there who are serving drugs to people and they always have like a neighborhood fiend or somebody that can test out their drugs and they'd be on there bragging about doing this drug for this many years, that many years, and they'd be addicted to it. And it's just sad just losing people to, you know, addictions and stuff like that, overdoses. I went to school with a girl, um, and uh, she passed away, I want to say, about two years ago from, like, a heroin overdose, you know. She was my age, you know, and I'm 31. So, you know, and there's people younger than that that I hear about throughout the city that are strung out on drugs really bad. And um, it's just very unfortunate, you know, very unfortunate, especially with... The way the music has shifted and it's like popularizing uh, like drugs, you know, and, and it's, it's a few people advocating against that and showing how not cool these drugs are or doing these drugs are. But it's just crazy to think like, you know, people are rapping and trying to make it cool to like be a dope fiend or to be a pill head. And it's like, that's not what's up in the street, bro. And even I remember it was an article Future uh, did an interview on where he's got the song Molly Percocet on the hook. And uh, they asked him about that. And he said he ain't never did that shit before. He just was rapping about it because he knew it was popular and it was some people was doing in the streets. And I'm like, man, so you got all these people looking up to you, you know, uh, and they doing this drug or doing that drug. And you don't even do the drug. You just trying to get a check. And and at that point, you got to realize how powerful your music is. I mean, look at Mac Miller. You know, Mac Miller passed away not too long ago um, from an overdose. You know, young rapper. He was cool, man. Young as hell. I don't know how old he was when he died. I want to say he was like in his 20s. But he was young on a lot of drugs. And uh, he was close to schoolboy Q, 
Also, if you haven't heard that Schoolboy Q Crash Talk album, it's very dope, by the way. Um, but Schoolboy Q did an interview with Charlemagne, and he was talking about how he was on like a lot of drugs back then and years ago, and it was like the thing to do. You know, and I mean, the way my mind works, I don't see myself popping pills. I mean, I don't like taking drugs anyway, but it's just crazy that a lot of younger cats were just strung out on these pills and stuff. I mean, if you look up interviews with ASAP Rocky and he talks about not drinking lean and popping pills no more because of X, Y and Z situations that happen. And you look at his homeboy ASAP Yams that passed away from a lean overdose, you know, it's crazy, man. Um you know, back to Pimp C, DJ Screw, dying from lean, dying from pills, you know. But nonetheless, we're just going to send an RIP in a moment of silence for Amy Winehouse. And if you haven't checked out her music, please do. It's very, very dope. On another note, I didn't mean to start the podcast off all, you know, somber, but um, let's get into another situation where... Someone in the music industry needs somebody to sit them down and have an intervention. So NBA Youngboy. Um, okay, a little backstory. I've seen NBA Youngboy. He's young as hell. I don't know how old. But I've seen him go to shows, fight people in the crowd. I've seen him fighting on the street. I've seen him threatening people online, doing this, doing that. When he came to St. Louis, he fought somebody here. His crew had an altercation. So get down to Miami for the Rolling Loud, and I don't know if you guys saw, but there was an altercation, I think they said, between his crew and T Grizzly's crew, and somebody pulled out an AK-47 and started busting at them cats when they came out the hotel, and consequently, his girlfriend ended up getting hit in the arm, she's good, and also, somebody got killed. Now, rumors are speculating that the bodyguard shot whoever was shooting at them and killed him, one of the people. And there's other rumors that say an innocent bystander got shot. Nonetheless, man, look, NBA young boy, make your money, bro. Fuck all this going back and forth to people. Fuck trying to prove that you this and that. We know you from the streets. We know you hard body. We know you from, you know, we know you gangster. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to go everywhere and prove that you gangster. You feel what I'm saying? And you ain't got to go back and forth with people, man. Like, somebody needs to get with that man and sit down, have an intervention with him. Like, yo, you got to stop all the madness. You know? You got to stop all the madness because, you know, this is America. This is broad day. Anybody can catch you. This was broad day in Miami when they ran up on this dude with the AK and shot at him. Luckily, he didn't get hit. And it's unfortunate his girlfriend had to take a bullet. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, man... Somebody needs to sit these young cats down because ain't nobody playing in these streets. Nobody's playing in these streets, bro. And on a on a smaller scale to where I'm at in St. Louis, the other day, I want to say it was about eight people got shot in one day. Four people got killed. And it's not even real hot, hot outside yet. Anybody can get touched. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, fuck the bullshit. Get to the money, bro. So... Prayers up for NBA young boy. Hopefully he get his situation straight. He get his head straight that he's not messing with all this riffraff. Because as you can see, with any rapper 
in their situations that they get into with somebody, nine times out of ten, it's not going to be them the one that's confronting the shit or or getting reaping the consequences of the situation. It'd be people in their crew that want to start the shit or shoot or fuck around and get killed or a situation that just happened where somebody do something and the bodyguard got to protect and like in this situation unfortunately had to kill somebody prime example i remember i was younger a hothead you know i'm i I came a long way still got a long way to go with my attitude etc but i remember i was on tour with the bangers the group i used to dj for i don't know what city we was in but the bodyguards at whatever venue we were in or it was like a stadium or some shit um the manager was in front of us our manager was in front of us with his wife and we were behind them, and we had bodyguards with us. They had a bodyguard with them. We were not far, so they walked through like this door that was guarded by other bodyguards. And so I'm like next in line. I walked past the door. Dude was like, "Nah, y'all gotta go around, whatever, whatever." And we kind of like, "What?" Blah 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 blah. Next thing you know, me being me, I pop off at the mouth. Dude run up and tried to grab me, but before he could try to grab me, our bodyguards went and grabbed this nigga. You know, and start whooping his ass and restraining him. And, hey, I mean, that was a situation where, you know, we don't know what was going on with that, but I kind of escalated that situation, you know, flexing. I could have de-escalated that, should have talked to the man and, and figured it out. But when we got back on the tour bus, one of the things they was like, hey, bro, so fly. We know you hard. We know you blah, 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 blah. But, man, just don't be trying to start stuff and do this and do that. But, Hey, I mean, it happens, you live and you learn. And I'm going to be real, back then, you couldn't tell me shit. So I can only imagine on a bigger spectrum of that. Like when you NBA young boy stature or a popular rapper stature and, and shit going down, you feel like you're invincible, especially you walking around with a crew, you got bodyguards, you feel like you can do whatever you want to do. You know what I'm saying? But you got to check yourself and realize this is the real world and anybody can get touched at any moment. And NBA Youngboy was in Miami for the Rolling Loud Fest. And speaking of the Rolling Loud Fest, it's like a, a festival that happens with a lot of artists. It'd be real turnt. I've never been before. I know people that went. And it looks pretty epic. However, this year, it's like police was on all bullshit or whoever making tips was on all bullshit. So after NBA Youngboy, that's number one. Young Thug got shot at in Miami. Kodak Black got arrested, arriving to his set when he's supposed to perform at Rolling Loud. Uh, some other rapper named Jada Youngin, he got arrested pulling up to his set as well. G Herbo couldn't leave uh, the state for whatever reason. Then they tried to search Lil Wayne's uh, bus upon his arrival, and he wasn't having it. He told them he wasn't going for no searches, and he turned around and left and didn't perform. Which, we already know how Wayne rocking anyway, because... You know, that whole situation with Wayne in New York and the cops got on a tour bus and this and that. And they found a pistol and they put the pistol on Lil Wayne and basically said it was his because it was his tour bus. Even though his manager spoke out and said, hey, this is my gun. Managers want, uh, man, uh, not managers, managers. See, I can't fucking talk. <laughs> Lil Wayne's manager, Cortez. I believe his name is the Cortez Bryant, I want to say, but they call him Tez. He spoke out in the interview. He said, yo, we were on the bus. I said, this is my gun because it was in his area. And they said, nah, we're going to put it on Lil Wayne. And then he had to ask one of the younger people, hey, which one Lil Wayne? And they pointed Wayne out and they arrested Wayne. That's when Wayne got arrested. So we already know how Wayne rocking with that shit. Wayne ain't going for no searches, no sieges, none of that bullshit. And on a, a broader spectrum, if he's the headliner at the, at the festival, why are you searching and, and doing all that? You know, 
a, a good point was made the other day. If Beyonce was performing, you think they would be trying to jump up on Beyonce bus and search her? Hell no. Beyonce ain't getting searched by nobody. Beyonce is going straight through. Madonna? Fuck no. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. We're not going to play these games. So, I'm not sure what was going on with this whole thing in Miami. Um, needless to say, a lot of people might not want to even perform at Rolling Loud uh, next year just because of that. Or they might just want to be on their P's and Q's of what's going on, you know. But it's crazy how all that shit went down. And speaking of crazy the way things went down, did you guys see that article about all those guns that were found in that mansion in California? It was like over a thousand guns were seized out of a mansion in California. Like, what the fuck? All right, I found the article. It's, uh, let's see. Uh, okay, a man was arrested with more than 1,000 guns inside the Bella Mansion where he made various federal charges. Oh, wait, this is one of those websites that wants you to, god damn it, the Wall Street Journal. You got to subscribe or sign in. Kiss my ass. Let me find another website and get, get another article about the details. Okay, here we go. Um, ATF agents and Los Angeles police on Wednesday executed a search warrant in an investigation on someone's property of suspected of manufacturing and selling illegal firearms. Ah, uh, that's crazy. Uh, the, blah, 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 blah. the property resembled a hoarder's house and took 30 law enforcement officers more than 15 hours to clear the house and remove all the weapons. So, wow. Okay, so that's a lot. First of all, this is a mansion in Bel Air. Paper. Um, it's Hoarder's House. Basically, like, it's just all fucked up inside. If you ever seen that show, Hoarder's, you can, you know, be in the mind frame of that. Now, I'm going to say two things and probably just leave it right there. Number one is you'll never really know who you live next door to or what people got going on in that house. You know, it's all kind of stories that come out like this one that's bizarre. This motherfucker got a thousand guns in their house. You got other stories where people have had people chained up in their basement for months or years and the neighbors never knew any foul play was going on. Number two, with all this police brutality and all this stuff goes on, man, it's like, look, people are armed up out here in these streets, man. People have all kinds of weapons. I've seen some crazy things. Um, and with police doing all this police brutality, at the end of the day, we really do outnumber them. And they, they know that. You know, I, I believe that's why a large number of them are scared. But another instance is those macho cops doing shit online. Like, you see videos at any given day. Uh, cops uh, harassing young people black people uh putting their hands on women all kind of crazy things i saw earlier a video and i it makes my skin boil when i see these police uh videos only because you know it's like man like they act like they own the world or something like this dude was outside on his lawn with his wife that i guess they pulled up in the uh the uh the, the driveway and the cop rolls up and accuses him of being some guy named quentin or something like that the whole time the dude is like yo my name's not quentin this is my property, X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. They try to take him in. He's not going for it. You know what I'm saying? Long story short, another officer comes. They're still doing this, doing that. He shows him a picture and said, dude, what do you think? That's me because I'm black and I have dreads. He's like, the description of this dude says he's in his 50s. I'm not in my 50s. And he's like, oh, just because I got black and I'm, I got dreads. Like, it's one of those situations. End up not even being the dude. But old boy was ready to just, like, forcefully take this man to jail on the assumption that he's just some guy that he's not and just walk up on his property to do that. Like, mistaken identity. That type of stuff gets gets uh done every day. Like, there's a situation here in St. Louis that just happened where 
uh, a car was in a wreck on the highway or something in a police chase or whatever the hell, and they ended up uh, running up to the car. Uh, asking the dude to open the passenger door. Now, if you can imagine, the passenger door is on the same side as the median on the highway, right? So the dude's trying to open the door, but he can't get the door open, you know, hence because either it's jammed up against the median or because it's been in an accident and he can't open the door. Okay, here you go with Super Cop, runs over, breaks the window with his elbow, bruh. Breaks the window with his elbow, nothing on... Bare elbow. Do you understand what I'm saying? No, nothing on his elbow. Breaks it with bare elbow and pulls this dude out of uh, a shattered glass window. And you know what the killer is? It turned out to be the wrong fucking guy. It wasn't even the guy he was supposed to be going after. Now, a lot of things have been going on with um, St. Louis and Chicago being like very deadly areas uh, with violence. And, it's, it's you know, especially here, it's not even like full summer yet. And, um, man, it's been so many shootings and killings going on. Um, and it's sad, you know, um, one instance is like a major question is like, where are you getting these guns, especially in a city like Chicago where guns or firearms are supposed to be illegal. And, um, two, how are, you know, kids and, 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 and younger teenagers and all that getting their hands on these firearms at early ages. And then you read a story like I was just reading about a thousand guns found in Bel Air mansion is like crazy. I mean, even though that's polar opposites because you know, that mansion is in California. We're talking about Chicago, but that type of shit happens in every city. I would think, you know, um, uh, the next point is here in St. Louis, uh, the alderman, uh, Brandon Bosley, which I went to a summer program with him when we were younger, man. Shout out to Brandon Bosley. But things are so crazy here in St. Louis that he's actually pulling for the uh, National Guard to come into St. Louis to patrol certain areas. I mean, these are high, you know, volume areas of uh, murders, homicides in your inner city. And um, while I believe that's very extreme, at the same time, it's kind of like, well, shit, will that help? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I ain't gonna lie, I get tired of seeing all these triple homicides and shootings and you turn on the news and, you know, 10 people shot throughout the city in one day or you turn on Facebook and everybody's mourning the loss of somebody that they knew due to gun violence, you know? Also, what are the other stipulations of the National Guard situation? Is there going to be a curfew put in place? Like, I know when people think of National Guard, they're thinking of, like, some martial law type shit, you know? Uh, I have to read up more on it. Uh, as more details emerge, I'll keep you guys posted. But it gets real out here, man, you know? And what will they do with Chicago? Because Chicago, truthfully, I mean, they won't admit it, but Chicago is worse than St. Louis. They call it Chirac. They don't call it Chirac for no reason. And one of the craziest things that I've been accustomed to as far as, like, living in St. Louis is, like, I've always heard gunshots, you know, always heard the, the, the presence of gunshots. And it's to the point where you just program to hear gunshots. And when you hear them, or me personally, I just be thinking, like, oh, okay, niggas are just shooting. Or, like, the by the volume of it, I can tell, like, how close it is or how far, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, they busting, but, dog, that's, like, eight blocks away, five blocks away. You know, and it's crazy, too, to think I really don't have an instance where I think, like, damn, did somebody just get fucking shot? It's crazy, man. The type of conditioning. And while we're touching on guns, man, it's this rapper. I just see him on Instagram. Never heard a song of his or anything, but his name is Lil Nar, like L-I-L-G-N-A-R. 
And when I say this motherfucker will have the most random ass guns, crazy ass war guns, and it's like, little dude, where are you getting all these crazy ass guns from to take pictures with and post them on Facebook and Instagram? Like, I'm surprised the boys ain't jumped down on them yet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you get a chance, check them out, man. You'll see some bizarre ass like rocket launchers and all that type of shit, man. Me and my brother, I always send it to him and we'd be dying laughing like, where the hell is dude getting these guns from? And as I was just on break, I had took a break. I opened up the Instagram. I see uh, YFN Lucci, Atlanta um, recording artist. Uh, he's also dating uh, Lil Wayne's daughter, Regine. I see, his G-Wagon just, you know, was shot up a few days ago. <laughs> this shit just don't never end, man. And that mug is riddled with bullets. Like, it's hella bullets in that, in that G-Wagon, bro. I hope everything going all right with him and his crew or whoever... You know, I think they did say one person was injured, but it wasn't him. But my God, man. Also, just like uh, I saw an article, it said Offset was in the studio and somebody shot up the studio. Like outside, just shot up the studio while he was in there recording. It's like, bruh, like what's what's up, man? Like something got to be done, man. Rest in peace, Nipsey. I saw that um, Eric Holder, which she, the guy who murdered Nipsey, his lawyer dropped out of uh, his case because of death threats and stuff like that. And also, man, the love of Nipsey is, like, very prevalent to this day. Like, since he got killed, man, I've seen people get tattoos. I've seen people posting nonstop. I've seen people quoting him. You know, um, it's dope. But at the same time, it's just sad that it took this man to die for people to see how much of a a rare gem of a person he was on this earth, you know? Um, I did see the other day that since his death, his clothing line has, like, uh, grossed $10 million. And um, that, that's good, man. That's good for, you know, his family and his kids, man. But, you know, rest in peace, Nipsey. The marathon continues. Now, on to some side hustle stuff, man. I saw that Amazon is paying its um, employees to quit their jobs to become delivery for Amazon and to start their own business. And what they're doing basically is paying you, I think it was like six months of your regular uh, salary, plus giving you $10,000 worth of startup money to start your own delivery business, which is pretty fucking dope, man. You know, Jeff Bezos, CEO of Amazon, being like one of the richest men, uh, multi-billionaires in the world at the moment. And uh, well, I wonder how that worked because, you know, his wife took half his earnings. But I mean, he's still stupid rich. But... um, yeah, so you putting people in play to actually do things on their own, that's pretty dope, man. You're not you're not making people think they got to work under you, you know, to become successful. Because you think about it, man, if you take that 10 racks that he would give you, as well as that six month of your salary, what you can do with that, that 10 for damn show would be buy a little van or a little delivery truck so you can have something to deliver uh, the packages with other than using your personal vehicle. And then you could also take that. And um, I don't know if you guys know, but like with the post office uh, and Amazon, you know, you can um, deliver for them, too. So you get certain contracts for you can deliver for the post office or UPS. You know what I'm saying? Like you can become your own straight delivery service. That shit dope. I mean, also, you could probably do what like that Grubhub stuff on the side, you know, uh, all that, man, like. It's ways to be making money out here. It's ways to put in play, like being your own boss. And delivery services are pretty much uh, 
really booming. Like trucking companies, like if you get an eighteen wheeler and you're able to like, you know, for example, go and do a contract with um Amazon or do a contract with the post office and you loading up your eighteen wheeler and, and taking it, driving it to wherever the hell they gotta go, you know, one route. I know a couple people that do that and they make good money off of that. You know? Or if you could get into where you can get to like delivering um like hard uh, construction material, they get paid too. You know, or those big rigs where it be having the trucks and shit on the back, man, that, all that stuff is paper, bro. That stuff is paper. So at the end of the day, Amazon is trying to put people in in, in um in position, man. Also, there's a thing they have going on called Amazon Flex where they paying you like 20 to whatever something per hour, dollars per hour to deliver. So like you could download this app and you sign up and you pick your drop point. I guess you pick how many hours or what area you want to deliver to. You go to the warehouse, pick up the packages, and you deliver to that area and get paid. Get a little side hustle check. Like, it's ways to make money out here, bro. Just like Ubering and lifting. And, man, I did an Uber Lyft drive the other day just to see what it was like. And I will tell you this. It's very simple. And it, I can see why people get like into that. You know what I mean? As far as like driving for Uber or Lyft and they making good money. I got ten bucks for driving somebody up the street the other day, bro. Up the street. You know? So if you you do the math, you know what I mean? If you you make your own hours, you can set up, do what you gotta do and, and drive, you know, for a little extra side paper. Now, what I did say was I wasn't going to drive in, like, the, the inner city just due to, like, safety reasons and those caliber of, I hate to say it, man, the caliber of people. You know what I'm saying? You don't want nobody getting in your car, you know, doing some crazy shit or wilding out. But I was uh, riding through the city, and I forgot I left the app on. And so it pings me, and it says, you know, I'm not going to say his real name because St. Louis is small. We're going to call this dude Tyrone. It says, Tyrone wants a ride, except, and it shows where he's going or whatever, where he's from. I said, all right, cool. So I picked Tyrone up in the middle of the hood, bro, and it was one of the funniest things. Because it was like, he gets in the car, and he immediately tells me, man, I just lost $3,000. And I'm thinking, like, uh, okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not asking no questions. I don't want to know no info of no illegal activities or none of that. Now, we're going back and forth, just having regular conversation. He talking about how, you know, he would like to drive and blah, 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 blah. But he don't have a license at the moment, X, Y, Z. Someone proceeds to call his phone. And the rest of his ride in my car is him arguing on the phone with somebody that he owed him some money to. And basically telling them, like, man, I don't owe you shit. If you run up on me, I'm going to defend myself. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Hence the reason why I did not want to pick up somebody in the hood. You feel what I'm saying? But, hey, overall, it's definitely an easy way to make some extra money, man. I know I would always talk to Uber or Lyft drivers when um, I'll be out of town and ask them the same question, like, how you like it? And everybody said they liked it, man. They, they really have no, no bad stuff to say. I don't think, I mean, me personally, I wouldn't drive at night or on the weekends at night, you know, and get the crazies, get the drunks, get in your car, motherfucker throw up a piss in your car or something, but... I mean, hey, if you're driving around a remote area where it's normally like business people around a hotel and you're able to get up and get get up early and maybe take a few people to the airport or catch some people when they're getting off work, you know, hey, that's 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 pretty easy. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, you work 
at your own pace. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, anybody out there thinking about it, lingering about it, man, try it. You know, you might like it. You know what I'm saying? Work within your safety zone. You know what I'm saying? And uh, do what you got to do, man. Make some extra paper. Now, on to boss moves. I saw the other day a video, man. Drake had unleashed his jumbo plane. Now, you know how most rappers or entertainers, whatever, they'll floss like a jet. You know what I'm saying? A private jet. Cool. This fool Drake got like, you know, I don't know what the number is. It's like a 747. It's bigger than the 747 where we fly on, you know, when we go out of town at the airport and stuff. It's bigger than that plane. He bought like a jumbo plane, like one of them planes you you go international with. You know what I'm saying? Like one of those planes you were going to Dubai in. One of those planes where, you know, you're on the, the plane for fucking eight to ten hours or eight or more hours. Like he bought a plane like that. And it's fat, bro. Like, that's boss moves, man. That just shows you how much money this man is making. You know what I'm saying? Which we all knew Drake had the paper. You know what I'm saying? Um, It's crazy, man. That is crazy just to think even, like, what it will cost to fill that thing up. I know I talked to a millionaire once, and he told me something ignorant, like, five or ten grand to fill up a, um, a private jet. So I can only imagine how much it would be to fill up this jumbo plane. And it got, like, the OVO shit on the side of the plane with some praying hands. Like, man, he doing his damn thing. I mean, I don't know how often he going to use it. But then, you know, me too thinking about other shit is, like, you know how much it will, it's costing to, like, store it somewhere in a hangar? You know what I mean? Like a plane hangar? You know what I mean? Like, how much does it cost per month to store that plane until you want to use it? Because it ain't like he can just sit that bitch in his backyard. You know what I'm saying? Food for thought, bro. Shout out to Drake. Now, on to some trash before I get out of here. Uh, Desi Diamond sent me a story of Trey Song supposedly having a kid and uh, releasing like pictures of the kid today, which she's pissed off because she's like the ultimate Trey Songs fan. And the killer is that uh, it's supposed to be like an Instagram thought that has like a, a private um, Snapchat to where people pay her to get on there and get naked and shit you know what i'm saying i guess that was a perfect segue from drake because drake had got a porn star pregnant but let me give desi a call man we can see how mad she is bro i don't know let's see if she answers the phone oh man come on pick up the phone you ain't doing nothing why are you so upset that's right because i love him well you can have his second baby why are you so upset no. yes so is it true yeah, it's true. So she like an Instagram thought, and she got a pre like a premium Snapchat. No, what happened was, and what's even crazier is like she accused him of like, oh no, she had the text messages and stuff, and she was saying how they were messing around with each other, but he never denied it, and I thought that was so weird. He never denied it. Damn. Shut well, up. another one bites the dust. <laughs> Yeah, and apparently they done went and took family photos and everything. If I see them pictures, I'm going to flip. I hope they get released soon. I hope he marry her. No, he won't. Damn. So how do you feel about the type of woman that he decided to knock up? I'm disappointed. Because she's a thought? Yes. This has ruined my whole day. My whole mood is off. Damn. Well, go to sleep. (laughs) Shut up. So when are you coming back on the podcast? Or have you Never. quit? For, okay, you quit? All right, cool. Well, I'm keeping your last check. 
I'm retiring for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, on another side, man, you got you guys got to realize that you know, hey, everybody's human. Celebrities are human, and even in this age of like. Uh, uh, social media and everything it makes celebrities really not too much celebrities anymore because i remember when a celebrity was somebody that you couldn't touch at all you know what i'm saying you couldn't see into their life now you can see any and everything that celebrities are doing um and i say that to say i mean hey if he had a kid by this chick he had a kid by this chick i mean if she got a premium snapchat where she getting paid to get naked she got a premium snapchat and she's paid to get naked. I mean, at the end of the day, Trey Song is a human. If that's what he was attracted to, then that's what he's attracted to. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, I'm going to ride out like that. Um, any questions, comments, or concerns, send it to tfpfeedback at gmail.com. That's tfpfeedback at gmail.com. I'm at DJ Sofly. That's DJ S O F L Y Y. And we're going to rock out like this. Brand new YBN Corday. Seen him at Flower Fest, man. Dope artist. You hear me? The song's called Have Mercy. You heard it here first. Fly Perspective Podcast. Sweet Lord, please have mercy Baby Jesus, please save us I know I used up my three favors Back to center like a week later New car, speed racer Copper crib, need acres Most of all, we all need prayer Karma coming, beware I don't know where I'm going But I hope I'm on the right path Life will hit you with a light jab Mike Tyson, strike back You niggas going out, slight sad Boy, I'm all about my back New drip, I grab I just wanna get my life back There's no complaining on this side My nigga shit is not tolerated Cause some niggas off like an operation Now my team way more consolidated Sweet presidential, that's inauguration Cause we cooking crack like Ronald Reagan Chip on my shoulder, boy, I'm not for waiting Divine timing took a lot of patience Now it's time for the takeover All gas and the brakes slower Took a trip out to Tokyo Now I'm here in Paris for the layover Fuck old niggas, boy, your day's over You mad at me cause your pay slower Better nigga, you a shade though. I was just sleeping on a sofa Now I ride with a pay chauffeur, cause I'm way dope, I better stay sober I paint pictures, you a Crayola, got a bad bitch and she laid over She really asked cause she stay over I told her that we need to face closure The smell of money has a great odor These are things that I pray though Sweet Lord, please have mercy Baby Jesus, please save us I know I used up my three favors Back to center like a week later New car, speed racer Copper crib, need acres Most of all, we all need prayer Karma coming, beware I don't know where I'm going, but I hope I'm on the right path Life will hit you with a light jab Mike Tyson, strike back You niggas going out, slight sad Boy, I'm all about my back New drip, I grab I just wanna get my life back huh, huh. Why cry over spilled milk If you still feel I'm the real deal My bitch bad with no ill will She'll murk a nigga like Kill Bill Loose lips, sink ships, Cameron, pink drip That is my fashion I'm not really with the high flashing It's no helping with my bragging I penetrated, been the greatest New house, renovated I got the juice, you eliminated Pussy niggas always instigate. Can't fuck me over, boy, I'm too clever That applies all to whoever I'm just here to pursue pleasure Boy, I'm going out like you have Sweet Lord Oh, please have mercy, baby Jesus, please save us I know I used up my three favors Back to center like a week later New car, speed racer, copper crib, need acres Most of all, we all need prayer Karma coming, beware I don't know where I'm going, but I hope I'm on the right path Life will hit you with a light jab Mike Tyson, strike back You niggas going out, slight sad Boy, I'm all about my back New drip, I grab I just wanna get my life back